Hello, dear listeners, Mama D here, ready to share my wisdom and offer a listening ear. Life can be tough, but remember, you're never alone. On Petals of Support, I'll be your virtual mom, providing guidance and support when you need it most. Remember, my dear Petals, you are stronger than you know. Together, we'll navigate life's garden one bloom at a time. I'm Mama D, and this is Petals of Support. Let's grow, learn, and flourish together. Petals of Support, the podcast that embraces you like a mother's love. Subscribe now and let Mama D guide you on your beautiful journey. Hi, it's Aurelene from Spooky and Strange, and I'm here to remind you that this podcast contains mature language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you have watched the show that we will be discussing, because there are spoilers ahead... But really, it's been out for a while, so get caught up already. (laughs) Enjoy. If someone and anyway, it's just very frustrating. (laughs) It's very frustrating. It's okay, you know. It's it's all right. We're here. We're gonna talk to magicians. We're gonna feel better about life. Well, about our lives. (laughs) About our lives. (laughs) That's that's key. That is the key. Welcome to the Rewatch Recap. I am Dustin, and with me, as always, for the magicians, is Aurelien from Spooky and Strange. Woohoo! Hello! Yeah. Magically, hello, because it's the magicians. It's magically delicious. That's What is that? Is that Lucky Charms? <laughs> Lucky, Charms. Lucky Charms. But I kind yeah. of expect, like, Elliot to say that at some point soon. Oh, yeah. Or one of them, in a, in a sexual way, of course. Um, <laughs> so if you've been following along, yes, we are on Magician Season 2. We're on Episode 4, which is called The Flying Forest. And I know. Is the force flying? What's going to happen? Um, yeah, so we're really excited about this. And, um, you know, join our Patreon. Uh, there's some back episodes and more coming soon. And uh, reach out to us on social media. She's at Spooky Orlean on Instagram. And... The show is at the Rewatch Recap on Instagram and Threads, and I'm at Dustin underscore Holden on TikTok. So we hope to hear from you. Rate, review, and subscribe. Blah blah blah. You know, you know the drill. I like how you were like Threads. Threads. <laughs> Do people say a, this? <laughs> is this a thing now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, that's kind of the way it is. Like Threads. Are you on it? Try it out. Yeah. It's, it's a good Twitter alternative um, so far. So, yeah, like I said, we're in episode four of The Magician Season 2. And I think it's it was a good kind of therapeutic episode, I believe. Um, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, but uh, first, we're going to do a previously on. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Previously on The Magicians, Alice died. <laughs> she died. Sorry. No, she uh, she actually killed the beast by becoming a Niffin because she lost her god powers. She so the became first thing, magic. Yeah, she just let magic overtake her and it became this bright blue flame. 
and just looked like a ball of like, you know, propane burning. Um, she just burned out. Yeah. And then she showed up and she just kind of opened up Martin Chatwin's shirt and all his moths flew out, including his big blue one, which was kind of sad. It was like, Daddy, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so then she popped back up. She was about to kill Quentin and then she was going to kill Penny and Margot. Quentin had to protect them. So. He released his Kekos demon on her from his back, and it killed her. Oh, it was really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia did not get the chance to kill Reynard, the fox, and ended up getting like, teleported out of there with Martin <sighs> by Penny, and Reynard killed Marina. So Marina is dead in uh, no. Yeah. My love. Um, and I'm so glad they referenced this on the previously on. They showed the whole you know ritual that ended up calling forth Reynard, and I forgot about when Katie hid, and that was the last time we saw her. She hid, and then she ran, and that's yeah. the last time we saw Katie. We actually so. mentioned in a previous episode, we were like, "Where is Katie? Where the hell is Katie? Like, where well, is she we're been? about to find out. We are about to find out. So now on the Magicians episode four, the Flying Forest. Take it away, Orlean. Thank you. So. Trigger fucking warning right away because the beginning of this episode, we open on Quentin getting surgery on his shoulder because he was major, like blown major apart. Horror. Oh, yeah. And it is like zoomed fucking in. I was mm. not prepared. I was like, what is this? And the thing is, this happens to him in the books too. I think I know, it's more like it's also his collarbone as like well. But seeing it's like, skin and a needle and like ugh, just trigger warning oh it's um, it's, it's kind of cool though at the same time it's cool it's 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 cringy and i it's could like, never oh, watch those medical shows so like i can't i can never do yeah. any of that stuff or like dr pimple popper or something I'm i like, can't Ew. do that either no. i can't i can do body <laughs> horror but not just our bodies i guess and- yeah i can't anyway Quentin is getting, we learned his fifth surgery, and we learned that from Margot, who is standing outside of this, like, surgery tent that they're in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Margot and Elliot are are um, standing outside, and they want to stay, but they can't stay. Margot's... Wait, you the silhouette that they see. <laughs> oh. It's a freaking centaur doing surgery on on. Uh, we just see the silhouette of this man horse <laughs> or horse man. And Margot's like, I know this is a serious moment. <laughs> that horse has a giant dick. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just completely serious about it. He's kind of not just nods, straight mm-hmm. faced. Yep. Mm-hmm. No cracking and she's smiles. Like, we can't stay. And he's like, okay. So he leaves a letter for Quentin, and they pop back to Castle Whitespire. Where the royal advisors are explaining that there's a power vacuum in Fillory because the beast is dead and nobody expects the new high kings and remaining queen to live much longer because they never do. do. (laughs) (laughs) So there's rebellion stirring. People don't want to pay taxes. There's there's a fomenting, you know, insurrection. And Margot immediately is like, we'll we'll fucking kill them if they won't pay their fucking taxes. (laughs) She's going full mafia king she, on this. Like. And then they're like, um, well, more important than money is magic and the wellspring, which keeps everything going. And after Ember <clears throat> despoiled the spring severely, we learn, mm. they have tried several filtration systems, but it's not working fast enough. 
ew. <laughs> they're like, she's like, get a little fish net. And like a fish And, and they're like, like oh, oh, we have tried. No, no, no. They're <laughs> it's like, more than it's what you think. Significant. <laughs> and Elliot is just in like grief shock. And he's like, we have to build a monument to our fallen Queen Alice. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> we don't have any money. <laughs> and Margo's like, okay, everybody, leave us alone. Get the fuck out. And because she's like, they don't want to see mom and dad fight. But she's like, hey, this is not a plan. You're mm-hmm. being insane. Yeah. We don't have exactly. any money. You have to be responsible. You're responsible for a whole kingdom. And I like this part because he realizes what we talked about last episode, that, like, he wasn't ready for this. Mm-mm. He wasn't nearly ready for this. Like, he's just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not. He just doesn't have that in him at the moment. You know, it's not. He's like 26 or something. Like, yeah. nobody would expect this. And the fact that, like, it would be different if it was, like, the Chatwins who could come and go. But he is now, like chained to Fillory forever. Forever. The rest of his life. Elliot's a leader, but like a passive leader. Like he's somebody that can guide you, but he's not somebody that's going to really take charge and really like all business all the time. You know, he's not one of those leaders. It feels like he's more of a behind the scenes kind of leader. Yeah. Like he's an advisor type. You know, he's he's smart and he knows things. But he he wouldn't be the person everyone's looking to. Mm-mm. He's, you know what it is? He's not like the Harry Potter that everyone's like, oh, so pure and good and brave. Like, he's not that kind of character. Yeah. He's, well, he's more real. Um, but anyway, Margot is like, I have an idea. But of course, she doesn't tell us or him before she zaps away, leaving Elliot alone in the throne room. Hmm. And then magician's opening. Oh, I wanted to mention one part when, like, the very beginning we didn't get to when yeah. he called her Fillory Clinton. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing that up. It is so funny. Merch, <laughs> merch, merch, merch. Why didn't they put out oh, t-shirts with Fillory Clinton? Because that is okay. a great idea. Also, if you put a little, like horsetail ponytail coming off one of the letters that would be really cute oh that would be cute yes (laughs) but i want a a tree i want the hillary clinton shirt real bad okay i'd wear that hillary clinton it's so funny written down also at this point if i can do like hillary clinton and then like uh like it has to look like a a poster like a um a oh yeah poster. what year was this in the magicians or like yes um i think it was 17 wasn't it nobody said last time 2017 yeah which is perfect because that's not an election year number so like <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fictional yeah right oh i love that okay dial that down a bit because julia finds katie in a legit heroin den like there is a baby crying off screen. Katie is passed out, sleeping on the floor. There are people just passed out around her in this fucking heroin Dingy den. as hell. Ugh. Oh, it's rough. And they don't they don't try to mask it. They're not like, oh, she just fell asleep here. They're like, look at the track marks <laughs> in her elbow. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm tired. Are you guys, you guys using this floor mattress that's like two inches thick? Can I use this, please? But this looks like a nap house. Can I take a nap? <laughs> Is this where we nap? Is that why the baby's crying? Okay. Oh, but then 
we like Julia gets her out and then we pop back to break bills and fog is doing magic and he blows up a globe and he's like oh he stomps in frustration <laughs> literally <laughs> and he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to talk to the medical professor and I don't know her name in my head I think Flitwick but that's from Harry Potter so I just medical professor who says like she's also having some problems some magical brownouts I hate that they use this term because, as I'll get to soon, this season is all about shit. Every Mm -hmm. single episode in the season is about shit. Shit happens. I guess that's that's the theme of the season. Shit happens. It is the theme of the season. That's another shirt idea. Literally. They mean it literally. Like, Like, you have to have a picture picture of, like, a wellspring. A wellspring and Ember with, like, a, a newspaper under his arm, and it just says shit happens. That's a cute one. All right, that's another one. Uh, that's a good sticker too. I like a sticker of that. Um, that it's so, um, elsewhere at Break Bills, Margot is in a classroom. It's empty, of course, because classes don't happen here. <laughs> but Margot is going through the drawers looking for something when Penny, like literally, like blams in out of breath. He's like, "What happened? Where am I?" And she literally catches up with him on what happened. And he's like in shock and just walks out of the classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has any fucking tact in this episode. Everybody's just like, Alice died. Quentin almost died. Everything's shit. Get caught up. Yeah. And he's like, and you (laughs) can tell he's like, really like when he hears Alice died, it's like, yeah, he's going through it. Um, but then we quickly go to Fillory and Elliot and Fenn are like getting ready for bed and she's working up to like asking for some sexy time. And just when she finally says like, Elliot, I want you to fuck me, Margot zaps in and Elliot literally tosses Fenn aside. <laughs> He's like, oh, look, Margot's here. <laughs> literally tossing her. Um, and Margot's brilliant third year break Bill's idea is she's going to make a Margolum, but for Elliot. And then I wrote a Goliot or an Elium. Mm, I like Goliot. Goliot? Goliot, yeah. Uh, okay, anyway, back in New York City, Julia's helping Katie clean up with both magical methadone and actual methadone. And they have a little ha 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 ha. <laughs> And Katie asks how Julia found her. And of course, it's because Katie was doing small magics and people spread rumors and talked about it. And Julia was like, have you heard about anybody doing witchy shit? (laughs) Well, there you go. Katie explains that when everything went down, she ran and she thought she would run and come back with reinforcements, but she just ran and hid and girl, that is okay. You watched a mass murder. Like and, and probably the start of the rape, you know. Right. Like, so like it is okay. But poor Katie. Julia's like, I'm so glad you're feeling better. I'm so glad you had a shower. Here is Marina's freeze-dried corpse. <laughs> we are going to do something and I need your help. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I, I know you just got sober, but, you know, do this now. Yeah. And Katie is, like, appalled and freaked out. And she's like, oh, what now? And Julia's like, no, look, she left us a clue. 
Why is that so funny to you? I don't know why. It makes me laugh. Because Julia is just so like blase about this whole thing. She's it she's been keeping Marina's corpse on her living room floor, just like freeze dried. Like it is unhinged. Covered up with a blanket. That's it. That means she just brought Katie into this apartment with a corpse and was just like walking around and doing stuff and then is like, oh by the way. Oh, under the, under the, but how could you not tell? It was just covered up with a blanket. It's very obvious there's a body on the floor. <laughs> Look, when you're not looking for a thing, you often don't notice things. And when you're not looking for like a body on a floor in a, just an apartment, you'd be like, oh, I don't know. It's a lumpy guitar. Oh, I mean, could you imagine, though, like if you went into somebody's place and there was a body you didn't notice the entire time and then you find out that their house was raided and they found the body and you had been there and you had seen it and you didn't realize that's what it was. Oh, oh. God. That's a whole horror movie by itself. <laughs> oh, anyway, that uh, that's why Katie is like, what the fuck, Julia? And Julia is like, no, it's fine. We just have to figure this out. And I was like, damn, Marina, like hardcore to the end, carving a Breakbills reference number into her fucking arm before she died. No. I know. She was the best character. Anyway, yeah, Katie's like, it's for a book in Breakbills. And it's like, to Breakbills. It all leads back to Breakbills. And here I have to have a commentary note where, like, if these kids have gotten more than two months of classes, They'd know all this shit was in the library. They wouldn't have to keep being told, like, go to the library and find a book. They would know what was in the library because they would have fucking studied. Go to class. <laughs> stop, stop fucking around with fillery. <laughs> learn some things. Learn some things. Have you noticed now that's twice already that someone has been like, go to the library and find a book for the answer? I mean, it is good advice, though. It is. People need to start reading more. Go to the library. (laughs) That's my merch. Go to the library, but it's angry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to get a little silhouette of you and holding a book. Go to the library. Go to the library. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, we loop back to Q, who has woken up after three weeks. God damn. And the the nurse comes up and explains that he's been rebuilt, which is kind of a horror term to use as opposed to like repaired or healed. I mean, if you look at it, it was a six. It was six million dollar man at the time, wasn't it? Now, <laughs> I think it was. But he was like, we yeah. can rebuild him. You know, it was. But that what that was? Yeah. The whole like opening monologue. We can make him better. Yeah. Uh huh. Better, <laughs> faster. That's where that came from, right? Better, faster, stronger. Something like that, yeah. I think it I came believe. from that. I never watched the show. I just remember hearing the beginning of it, and that's all. I think that's where it came from. Anyway, the nurse explains that he's at The Retreat, which is like an outdoor hospital run by centaurs. <laughs> it's just so funny to say. Like, that's not a sentence I've ever said. I know. I, I, I mean, I don't think anybody says it. but. <laughs> and the nurse is like, oh, by the way, your friend left you a letter. And it says... Curtly, I'm going to read the entire thing because it's so curt. Dear Q, we buried Alice today in the gardens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he like immediately like nods into Not tears. like welcome back to consciousness. Miss you. <laughs> we left a box of her things if you ever wake up. <laughs> Please wake up. Your benevolent like, overlord, High King Elliot. <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm like, please wake up well, if he's reading this. <laughs> I feel like I'd kill myself if that was the letter I woke up to after three like, weeks. Thanks. Like, alone with that letter, Alice is dead, and you're just like, oh, fuck. And, like, he very understandably starts to break down, as mm-hmm. you would, just as Penny appears and is like, hey, <laughs> this whole episode had me inappropriately laughing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so abrupt and, like... It's so abrupt. And he's like, what happened to Alice sucks. And it's him trying to make like an entreaty. Like he's he's saying it in a way that he's trying to a build bond. A There's a bond he's trying to, yeah. But Quentin, of course, just got hit by a fucking truck. And he's like, it sucks? It sucks? And then Penny's like, hey, I cared. And Q is like, oh, yeah, you cared so much you fucked her? And like, I forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> um so many friend sexual situations have already happened, and we're only in season two, episode four. Like they have basically all fucked. Yeah, that's why. That's why they end up like you know what I mean. Like you go through all the main care in a serial, any show, and they all kind of intermingle, and it's like we got to bring in other characters. Elliot <laughs> and Penny. I really want to see. I think that'd be really hot. Oh, right. Mm. Anyway, I mean, Penny um, with anybody, especially just, I Penny just, with anybody. Yes. Penny needs more sex scenes, always. Um, Anyway, Q and Penny snipe a bit because that's what they do. And Q says, can we both convalesce from our horrible injuries separately, please? (laughs) (laughs) He has a way with words. Um, Anyway, Penny is here for his cursed ass hands. But his hands are so cursed, even the centaurs won't fix it. Oh, my God. Because the surgeon is afraid the curse might spread to him because it's from the river watcher and the river watcher doesn't fuck around. And he's like, Oh, you done fucked up with the river watcher. <laughs> and then he literally shits. <laughs> he makes this face and he's like, what, what's wrong with you? And then he goes, are you? And you just hear plop, plop. And, he's like, and then sh- the nurse is right away cleaning up into a little bucket. And he's like, you're welcome. I'm like- and Penny is looking on in horror. <laughs> So this is, I mean, earlier we see this nurse and she's like, I was treated by them. They cured me a few years ago. So now I work, I work for them um, as their nurse. And I'm like, this is a cult. This is a cult. They call it the retreat, but it's a medical cult. That's what it is. A medical cult. Oh my God. And she's like worshiping them. And she's like cleaning up their shit. And he's like, you're welcome. And I'm like the hell is wrong with this dude like it was so weird it was like surgeons in every species are just awful but anyway he's like i won't help you and penny is just like what the fuck is going on here anyway back to margo and elliot who have their elliot golem their goliat their goliat yeah um naked of course and elliot wants to fuck himself of course (laughs) i mean if you I, had you, a copy of yourself, would you not kind of like? I wonder. They can't consent. Can they? Well, I mean, it's, an, it's not. It's but it's not a sentient being either. That they can't consent then at all. Right. So it's not. It's just a thing. It's like it's like having a sex doll. That's more human. So I would objectify myself to a thing and then fuck it. Oh, that sounds psychologically very deep. That's very well. It's very narcissistic. I mean, that's, it, it is very narcissistic. But you know I what I mean. Like, I would probably just do like some touching and be, just to know what it would feel like to be somebody touching me. You know what I mean? Like, that, that makes sense. 
I would just do some touching. Um, <laughs> I just want to feel what, what it would feel like to other people. <laughs> if that makes I don't. Sense. I don't. Now I'm, I'm thinking about it and I've learned that about myself. I don't I'm like, wanna... Do I really kiss that well? Let's see. You know, like, am I kiss that much? You know. Oh, oh God. I have such like a visceral reaction to imagining that. Like, I don't know Kissing what that yourself? means. I don't know what it means. I don't want to get into it. Not if you're doing it constantly, but he oh. was like, what did he call it? Oh. He called it, um, what did he call it? Self-love. Or so he said masturbation. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. At, anyway, but there's an extra layer to this spell where Elliot is able to mentally inhabit the golem so he can go party. Woo. Whoop, whoop. In theory, because Margo's like, well, we don't actually know if he can use the button or if he'll explode. <laughs> But before we find out, Julia and Katie are plotting a book heist. And they're still using Richard's alumni key, which, like, no, that thing hasn't been deactivated by now. Like, fog, that's what Marina used, right? Like, yeah. fog would be fucking on to that. Deactivate that key. It's a liability. A lot of crap's been going on, though, and fog's really, his focus hasn't been that great. That's true. He's very focused on himself. He really is. <laughs> It's like you do you realize we're like the 39th turn of, or the 40th. Was it 39th or 40th? We're on the 40th, right? Okay. I guess so. Yeah. I think so. Um, Katie says she can't go to campus even if she could use the key. And Julia's like, well, I've never been there. So I don't know my way around. And it's almost like cue the buddy cops song because we get a very <laughs> fun spell where Julia and Katie link through a best bitches necklace. That allows Katie to see through Julia's eyes and like hear through her ears via a mirror. It's so cool. It is actually really cool. I would like that. You know what I mean? Because you don't have to wear a wire. You don't have to wear. I know. You know uh, my note like... was like, magicians must do heists constantly. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? There's so many spells for heists. Oh. Um, anyway. Oh, that is. And I don't know if this happens later on in the series because hmm. I never really finished the series. But I know in the book. In book three, there is a big heist, a magician there, heist. There is a big heist in the show. Okay. So that makes sense. It's like an entire episode is like preparing and executing the heist. It's a it's a bank heist. I okay. love it. Um, anyway, Julia goes to break bill, like fucking goes to break bills because we've now gotten to the point where like in season one, it was this like unfindable mystery place. And now by season two, people are like, so I walked into break bills, walked into Fog's <laughs> office. <laughs> anyway, she finds the book, but she can't take it out of the library. So she has to find somewhere to copy it. And Katie is like, I might know a place. Anyway, this whole episode is just people saying mysterious things and leaving us hanging <laughs> for a couple of scenes. <laughs> it's very soapy. I like it. it I like thought the, it was paced well. Like it moves kind of along. Thing. Um, I'm Elliot, like, <laughs> very tense look in your eyes, like I'm holding it in. I liked you it. Um, so Margot and the Goliath are at the physical house on Earth, so he didn't explode. Um, and as always, it's a fucking party, whoop, whoop, a yeah, rager, whoop. in fact, where everybody is chanting Todd, 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 Todd. Because everybody Todd. loves Todd now. In fact, he's the new Elliot. Oh. And he's even wearing Elliot's 
Close. <laughs> Todd is cute, though. He is so That's cute. That's a little much. It's a little much. Like, get your own vests. Okay, get your own flower vests. Um, and Elliot instantly is like, new plan. I need to destroy Todd. And he gets, like, very hyperbolic about Todd. He's like, I need to end Todd. I need to, like, this is my new, the, the fuck the kingdom. It's all about Todd. Margo's like, fucking Todd. Well, she's like, I don't think this is about Todd. And he's like, yeah, Margo. And walks away. <laughs> and then, ooh, who walks in behind them unnoticed? <gasps> Julia. Mm-mm. Seeing Julia in the physical house is a real, like, mind fuck at this point. Yeah. She's like, I she's loved not, it. Anytime she's on Break Bill's campus, you're like, she's not supposed to be there. I love it. <laughs> um, but we have to wait to find out about her hijinks because we're back at the retreat and Q is looking through this tiny little box of Alice's things like (laughs) so small Um, and he looks up and he sees like a weird kind of like sexy looking fawn woman in the distance yeah she's like a a satyr or something yeah Yeah. but but then the nurse comes and he looks away and he looks back and she's gone he asked the nurse because he's like, um, I think I saw like a like a sexy fawn in the distance. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you are fortunate to have seen the white lady. Ooh. Oh, no. She was like, you're fortunate to have seen her while she put herself in a centaur sight. Like, oh. That's why yeah. I'm like, this woman is oh, part wait. of a cult. She's trying to get <gasps> fucked. I and, don't know. And At least you just happened to see her. Maybe oh, she's kind of like, she's trying hey to get, like, a hookup and cue. Anyway. You like hooves? I got hooves for days over here. Oh, you God. Know. Uh, meanwhile. I'm horny. In me. another tent, Penny wakes up choking himself in his sleep. And Q, no. who we know is already awake, looks up this time to see Penny. <laughs> Both arms broken, saying, the bronies can't fix me. <laughs> <laughs> I need your help. I forgot about that line, the baronies. It's so funny. And Q is like, uh, okay. And Penny's like, first things first, find an axe, which 100% sounds like the opening to like a Jesse J song. <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. First things first. Yeah. Or like Dua Lipa rules, like one, find an axe. <laughs> <laughs> one, just find an axe. <laughs> Two, come whack and whack. Three, go in the forest. Four, don't let him go. <laughs> you got to get those hands off. You got to get those hands off. Hands off. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole song. Because this scene, I wrote, it's right out of a horror comedy. Ugh. Q and Penny are like in the forest at night. It's not even like daylight. It is at night. Q is holding an axe over Penny's hands just on a log. By the way, they were at like a magical hospital, but they go to the forest to do this. And Q, of course, is like, are you sure about this? And Penny got drunk on centaur alcohol. (laughs) And he's like, do it. I can't feel my face. I can't feel anything. He's like, I can't feel my face, much less my face. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, but Quentin still can't do it until Penny starts to insult him and rile him up and tells him he's so 
fucking pathetic, you floppy-haired, limp-dicked dork. <laughs> I wrote that down. And then Q goes, bam! And Penny starts screaming, and Quentin starts screaming, and then he just goes, ah! And he starts whacking the axe down over oh and over again on his God. hands. I was like, so he was mutilating funny. his arm, basically. It's whacking. so funny. And he's like, I can feel it. I can feel it. Like, he wasn't supposed to be able to feel it. And he's like, I can feel it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, the amount that I laughed. Oh. Oh, it was great. I mean, when Penny and Quentin, they are almost like, is there such a thing as, like, an enemy buddy cop movie? Because that's what they're in whenever they have scenes together now. Well, that's that's on most buddy cop movies. Think about A Lethal Weapon and, like, Rush that's Hour. That's true. Well, I guess, They always yeah, don't like true. each other, but they kind of respect each other in a way. Okay. But, you know. Oh my god, we need to make like a lethal weapon trailer, but it's Penny and Quentin. <laughs> how would that go? I don't know how that would open though. Okay, let give me time to think about it. Okay, anyway, okay. back at the physical house, Elliot meets Javier, a Spanish student, here for the fucking Welters tournament. Welters. They brought it up at least at least they brought it up. They brought it up. I appreciate it. And do you know who Javier is? No. That's Jay Rodriguez from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, okay. Thank you. I saw the name Jay Rodriguez in the credits, and I was looking for him. But then when I saw, I didn't make the connection. I know. And I'm like, well, hello, Jay Rodriguez. Nice. <laughs> he was, I'm like, hello. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, well, they flirt a little bit, and Javier is like, we both need to relax. And Elliot's like, oh, I'm married. And Javier says, I have a boyfriend, but he's on another continent. How about yours? And Elliot's like, she's on another planet. <laughs> and cut to them in bed. And then, okay, this this scene gets, like, difficult to explain in words without, like, seeing it. But basically, Elliot starts blipping in between his bodies. So, like, the consciousness of him in his original body, where he's in bed with Fen, who's trying to fuck, and him in the golem body, where he and Javier are about to fuck, and anyway, Elliot basically has a foursome with himself across dimensions. It's kind of awesome, though, if you think about it. It's like you're experiencing sex, one-on-one -on -one sex with two people at the same time. Does that make sense? And feeling it through two bodies but one brain, like that, that is, I don't know. Anyway, that happens on this show and no other. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> it's a first. It's a first. Uh Back at the centaur hospital of clean white outfits, Q asks how Penny is doing after I fucking chopped his arms off. Um, <laughs> the nurse says he lost a lot of blood. Duh. But he'll he live. Off his pants. <laughs> somehow. How how does he live? How? Did Q like carry? Uh, I wanted to see that scene of like him carrying Penny back to the hospital tent because they were in the fucking woods. Like, did he wrap his arms up first or did he just let him bleed and bleed until he I, carried him? Here's like, what I bet happened. They both just screamed until the centaurs came. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, anyway, she says it's time for physical therapy and he proposes archery instead, which is cool. I like that. Get some skills, Q. <laughs> Um, and then it's weird we get a brief cut of Julia, like, with a notebook before we zip back to Quentin learning archery. I didn't really get that. I didn't either. It, but I did notice that they kept, like, I, it was the first time I noticed in a while that she had her, her marked out Hedgewitch tattoo still in her forearm. 
Oh, interesting. Okay, so maybe it was like they're both learning something new. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, Q is learning archery, which is very cool. And then, hey, Penny walks up because that's what he does. He just kind of like walks up. But instead of light insults, he provides some real guidance to Quentin, which is nice to see. Like mm-hmm. he actually helps him do the spell that he needs to get better at shooting the arrow. And it's a nice moment. And in return, um, Q tells Penny he saw the White Lady, one of the seven questing creatures of Fillory. If you can catch her, she has to give you whatever you ask. And I said, oh, no, this sounds like the kids book version. So what is the real one going to be? Because every time we we hear the kids book version, it's way worse. Oh, yeah. In reality. It's not pretty. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. Like, anyway, Q says... We could hunt her together. <laughs> what he says and about Penny, that. Penny hilariously says, "Let's go hunt the white lady." <laughs> People, People like, like me get shot for saying shit like that. Yeah. Quentin does not find it hilarious. Straight faced no. response to that, he's like, "Yeah, we could find her on the path or whatever." And I'm like, Quentin, break a smile. Um. But anyway, somehow he persuades Penny to hunt the white lady, and. They go into the flying forest together and they start to smell something. And Penny at first is like, huh, I'm getting a contact high. <laughs> and then Quentin agrees. And then they do. And <laughs> and Quentin is like, oh, my God, the Chatwin kids must have been blazed in here. <laughs> <laughs> they were 10 years old. Because <laughs> they they get fucking high and the camera gets all funny. And Penny calls Q Quincy. And when Quentin is like, me Quincy? yeah, Penny's like, is that not your name? <laughs> they are so high. When Penny looks the nubs and he's like, where are my stuff touchers? Where are my stuff touchers? <laughs> oh my God. It is so funny. They're both so, again, it's full buddy cop movie. Like they're both so good at this. Um <laughs> So they're both just like in the forest, high off their asses, going nowhere. Meanwhile, Goliath, Gol Elliot, is explaining the fillery problem to Dean Fogg, um, and that magic is failing on Earth because somebody shit in magic. And I wrote, <laughs> "This season is so much shit. I'm so t- <laughs> like, why?" Why is there so much shit? Literal shit. Literal shit. It's not like chaos. It's not code for mess. It's like there's literal shit every all over magic. <laughs> and Fog is like, oh, so magic is failing on Earth because somebody shit on magic and fillery. Yeah. Cool. And Elliot's like, oh, also, I'm in over my head. And Fog is like, uh, TMI, because he starts telling about the like interdimensional like golem fucking, and Fog is like, uh, TMI, I'm your dean, and also, <laughs> what the fuck did you expect to happen? True. Thank you. And he says that Elliot can't live two lives without going insane, which is a classic sitcom lesson. Um, and then once again, we get a little bit of guidance. Finally, Fog says that being an adult is recognizing your responsibilities. But then, because he's a fucking narcissist, he says, a bunch of my students went and conquered another world. It doesn't look great for me. Reeks of Earth privilege. It's true. 
It's true. But also remember, this has been happening for decades, if not hundreds of years. And all those other students just fucking died. So maybe Fogg is terrible at his job because he knew this could happen. I mean, yeah. How many? That's what I want to know. Like, why aren't like the parents of these students like coming forth and be like, um, <laughs> why we're alumni and you keep killing off our kids? Like, like, why? It seems like for at least a hundred years, students have been blipping to fillery and dying, and they're just like, oh well, this is just like a master's program. <laughs> I mean, you would think some kind of magical investigation would be going on, like what they're like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the way that this school loses students that's magic like yeah but you're not guiding them you're just like are they paying tuition how do you stay open like are there just (gasps) empty dorms everywhere all over campus that's why we don't see them and you know what i was okay so i was looking at a a scene from the first episode where they're walking you know um Mm -hmm. quentin through and saying this is a physical house this is you know whatever there are like other students walking around right and so then they're like you know oh and there's this couple two kids that were crying and like oh that's what's left of the third the missing third year class which is like 30 students but it would be every fucking year because already these six disappeared from like what the fuck I'm sorry it's just I mean oh Victoria was part of the Victoria learned it three years of the school you get three years of the school if there's 30 kids per year there's only 90 kids that go to school there Nobody makes it through three years of the school. I mean, true. But you know what I'm saying? Like, at any time, there's supposed to be, like, 90 kids at least. Yeah. So that's not a lot of people for this huge-ass university. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the death – it's like the fucking hellhole in here. The death rate is just alarming. Man. Ah. Uh, anyway. So Fogg tells Elliot that he has a new thesis project now. How to save an entire goddamned world. And it's, like, supposed to be motivational, but it's, like, yeah, otherwise, Elliot, you might kill all these people from, like, famine and shit. I mean. (laughs) This is, like, very real consequences. uh, Basically, so Fog, basically, I'm not going to teach you. I want you to go back to Fillory and just live. (laughs) Maybe that's what he's been telling all of them. He's just, like, fuck them. I don't know. Once you find Fillory, like, you've graduated. Bye. (laughs) I don't think he's very good at his job. He's I really not. almost feel like it's a Dumbledore kind of thing. Oh, no, wait. Duh. Obviously, that's the corollary. How Dumbledore never actually, like, saved them, but he would do stupid shit, like, send them a sword and a hat or, like, uh, yeah. ha, 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 I, I knew you could do it all along. I'm like, but you right. could have helped me all along, too. You were literally just in the office. You that's do- what they're doing. Oh, my God. It's so well done. Anyway, it's so well done. Um, back in the flying forest more of Fogg's lost students are high as fuck totally lost and going in circles around the forest which I guess is flying because you fly high as a kite when you're in it yeah and you know when the kids were probably describing it to Plover they were like oh the trees were lifting up the ground because they were freaking stoned as hell Yeah. So he's like, oh, also, and they were forest. tiny. They're they're tiny, so they're probably like, oh my god, the trees. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. We should get some of those scenes. <laughs> Flashbacks. Come on. Um. Okay, and then two of my favorite characters who almost never share a scene. Margot finds out that Julia is at the physical house, and mm. she is pissed. 
And she's like, hey, bitch, Alice died. Quentin almost died. Get the fuck out. That's her energy. You, you scared me a little. <laughs> hey, bitch. Okay. <laughs> it made me jump a little inside. I was like, Ooh. okay. Um, but Julia is not cowed. She's like, if you had trusted me, the Beast and Reynard would be dead. Bitch. They don't say bitch this much, but it's implied in like the way they're talking to each other. It's an unspoken bitch. Yeah, It is. Um, and they like go back and forth. And Margo's like, well, I didn't get all my friends killed. And Julia's like, that's because you don't have any friends. Oh, It's great. I'd actually love to see them more together. <laughs> um, and then Margo's like, well, you're alone and you deserve it. And then Julia lays down the trump card and says... Well, since you let Reynard get away, he's killed a dozen more women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. It's been three weeks. Yeah. Oh. And that And you know Margo. what, though? It does, because Margo's very much about woman power. Absolutely. You know? She's not trying to get other women killed. She did not realize what Reynard is doing and why Julia is on this like murder quest for vengeance. But when that's she her, learns that's her personal beast, basically. Yes. So when she learns, Margot gives her a magic book copier to speed up what she's doing. But then she leaves they it they just share a moment. And it's nice yeah. because Where Margot's they, like, here, I'll help you. There you go. Yeah. And then we see that Katie saw all of that through the mirror too. And we're like, ooh. Oh, okay. What does Katie like, think? Margo's not so bad. Maybe Margo's not so bad. Yeah. Um, Margo is slowly becoming more human to us instead of the facade. Mm-hmm. We're getting like little bits more. Um, Penny, Penny and Quincy are still going in circles again and again around the flying forest. <laughs> uh, which way? Left or right? And he's like, well, right seems to be the popular path. It's their it's own their footsteps. Own footsteps. <laughs> it's so funny. And then... Until Q finds a locket and remembers that he has to find her and he's not sure who, but somehow like finding the locket breaks something in his brain and he's like, wait, we have to do something here. And they make their way out of the forest and they like instantly sober up, which must be awful because Quinn immediately falls apart. You know what I thought of just now? Like this is like the equivalent to the emotion bottles. From the last season. Oh my god, it is the way they're forced to either feel or not feel. Yeah, like strong. I think I really like that because it's interesting that like magic and using magic is also forcing them to do the to feel the feelings they have to feel anyway. Yeah, but it's like exaggerating them because that's what magic does. Um. Anyway, Quentin falls apart and he realizes the locket is Alice's because he dropped it. And he's, like, losing it. And Penny, like, helps him stay afloat and is like, Alice needs you. I need you, man. Oh, uh, that pep talk. I was like, I got a little theory-eyed from it's that. Nice. I was like, oh, it's so nice that, like, Penny's being really sensitive in this moment. Like, he yeah. realized he's They're not, like. They're getting more time to actually bond. Yeah, it's more of a brotherly bond kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back at the castle, Margot and Elliot talk about Alice's memorial again. And this time it's different because Elliot is like, we weren't her friends. And Margo's like, that's why we should do it. We weren't her friends. Um, and like, that is a nice moment of them kind of being real. And sh- he's like, we don't have the money. 
she says, we're magicians. Let's build it. And it's just like a nice little like, yeah. Yeah, but you also don't have the magic. <laughs> you don't have the magic. You don't have the magic oh. either. It's the thought that counts. It, it does. Maybe the um, thought is the magic in itself. <laughs> maybe the magic is the friends we made along the way. Oh. Uh, it's not. It's not. As I'll we learn, it's literally summer. not. You need magic. <laughs> um, back in New York City, in Julia's apartment of heistery and planning, because we're always planning in this. Every time we go to Julia's apartment, it's like, what's the plan, Julia? What are we doing? Block, tackle. I, my favorite thing is Katie's like, I mean, I can see what Margo was saying. You really don't have the best judgment. A hundred percent true. Julia is a wild card. I, a, a true wild card, like true chaotic neutral character who will just do like whatever she feels she needs to do in the situation. You know what? Also, I just thought of it's kind of off topic, but not really. It's about the so when we were talking about Margot and she's very much woman power and everything, I started thinking, you know what? Like you, you talk about you were mentioning the Harry Potter connection kind of thing, and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. So like Julie and Alice are like split up Hermione, but like, but wait. And then I started thinking, all the women and the magicians are the best magicians. The men aren't the best. It's the women that are the best, except for the Beast, obviously. Mm, but mm-hmm. like. But the women are all the ones who have the most talent that we've That's seen. That's true. That we've or the seen. the most power. But we've also seen, I think, interestingly, all of our main men really consumed with their own shit in a way that the women are either, like, have dealt with or are pushing down. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The men, it's more like. We're we're diving into the more emotional stuff of the guys than we are the yeah, females. Absolutely. The females are rising up on top. It's kind of like flipped on its head if it would be performed differently on another show. I, yeah, that's a good point. I almost feel like it's because the women are the ones who are like, we got to get this shit done. Mm-hmm. And the men are like, but my feelings. Yeah. I got to <laughs> deal with these. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, yeah. Back in the, the apartment, Julia is giving Katie an out very fairly because Julia is an insane person and she knows it. She's <laughs> like, hey, I do insane shit. And if you want to get out now, please go. Because it's not going to get less insane. Yeah, no, yeah. But Katie, Katie, I feel so bad for because since we first met her, she constantly has nowhere else to go. Unlike a lot of these other characters, Katie gets pulled into the shit and she's like, friends, family, people. And then it goes sideways. She's like, she's the female version of Penny, basically. She's kind of a nomad, you know, and like. But she's um, seeking connection more in a way right. than, than Penny is. I mean, like, they both come from troubled past is what I'm saying. And they both have like the harder life other than well, the they, other. they didn't grow up with money. Pasts. Well, like most of them grew up with money. You know what I mean? And not them, you know? And I think like yeah. Elliot had, even had like a really good home life. He was a farmer, farm boy. I think but he, he grew up poor though. That's what I mean. Like, I think a lot of them grew up with troubled pasts. Like... Like, I would absolutely call Alice's upbringing troubled and disturbing. Right. But it just goes to um, show, like, what the difference between being in Breakville's and, like, educated and, you know. It, it absolutely. Kind of... Like, being given some of these advantages and chances exactly. and not being given them. Yeah. Or having them take away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Katie is, like, best bitches for better or worse. And then Julia is, like, oh, did you say worse? 
Because I want to do necromancy. So let's do this. Okay. And Katie's like, a necromancy? I just feel bad. I feel so bad for Katie when she's constantly like, no, I want to help you do this. And Julia's like, you want to do something even more crazy? I got something crazier than heroin. Raising dead bodies. Oh, poor Katie. Because they bring back Marina. I hate this scene. I hate this entire scene. I hated watching it, and I had to watch it multiple times, obviously, to take notes, and I've seen it before. They bring Marina back to life for just, like, 60 seconds or something, right? Like, it's a very limited spell. It's like a minute or two. That's it. And it's horrifying and awful because Marina cries, I don't want to go back there. You don't know where I was. I don't want to go back there. It's It's the opposite of Buffy. And Julia is just like, Marina, answer my question. Who killed you? What happened? And Marina's like, I don't want to go back. There was a girl 40 years ago who banished Reinhardt. How did she find this shit out, by the way? I don't and, know. Did she do her research like that quickly? Did she find out? And then, or man, did she find out from on the other side? We lost Marina he, too soon. Slash, Marina needs to be a force ghost. Did he? Yeah, I know. Or something. Yeah, we need yeah. something like that. We need some kind of like, we need to conjure her spirit anytime we yes, need to talk to her. Absolutely. Kind of, oh my God. She should have been like a spirit that they called sometimes. They could have like let her That'd die and break bills. And then like she would have haunted a room <gasps> or a dorm. The library of break bills would be like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, like you had Moaning Myrtle in Hogwarts in the bathroom. Oh, my so God. I want to write this fan fiction now. It could have been Moaning Marina. <laughs> Murderous Marina. Yeah. Mercurial Marina. Anyway, Ooh. this is the fan fiction I need to write. Um, but anyway, Marina found out that 40 years ago, there was a girl who banished Reynard to where he was until Julia summoned him. And then mm. she dies terribly again. Julia, you have no regard for the human pain that you bring on to people in your quest. I'm not but saying she's evil. I'm saying she doesn't think about it. To give her credit, Marina did put that in her arm. I, oh, absolutely. But it is still, Julia does not second guess, like, causing pain in pursuit of her goal. And I think she's a very single-minded character. Yeah, like, she's got tunnel she vision, does, for sure. Like She gets very it. tunnel vision and, like, that's a thing that happens to her. We've seen it now multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we spend more time there, back on the quest, Q finds the white lady and shoots her with an arrow, which seems very rude. And also, couldn't you kill one of these creatures? Can you, couldn't there have been, like, a net thing like, you could have shot and it just, like, captured her or, and went uh, over uh, her? Like, an arrow with a little, like, plunger on the end or something? Like, a little cupid? <laughs> um, <laughs> like a damn, like, nerf gun? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I was thinking Cupid. You're thinking Nerf gun. Okay. Yeah, but yes. I mean, yes. A little, just a little soft projectile or something. An airsoft gun? I don't know. Anyway, rude. Um, and Penny is like, uh, Miss White Lady. <laughs> and Q's like, show some respect. But then he literally says, you have to do what I ask. <laughs> I mean, it's like, she's like, no fucking shit. <laughs> she says, obviously, you turd. Thank you. I love how the inhabitants are fill- in Fillory. Do not worry about insulting them ever. They're not like, we're magical. Look at us be grand. No, no. They're well, just like, like. He is not nearly afraid enough of what this powerful questing creature could do to him. And, you know, you've gotten things wrong from the books before. Who's to say she's going to do? You just had to have your fucking shoulder rebuilt, bro. Maybe, yeah. like, anyway, she inspects his wooden shoulder and gives him a riddle. 
And he's like, I don't know, you tell me, because he's not like he's not fucking playing. Um, and then he and Penny snipe about who gets what wish. Like, I get the first wish. No, I get, and then we get a shared third wish. And she's like, you both get one wish. <laughs> Um, and Quentin By the said, way, he, yeah. she gets right up in his face and like, oh, that's that's scary enough. Like, what the hell? She's scary. She's she is. But if you looked at her makeup, like the makeup they did for her was fantastic. Like it's they really had like good. the little peach fuzzy fibers all over her face. It's really cool. She looks cool, but scary. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to shoot her and then make demands. Mm-mm. Um, and Quentin immediately is like, Alice Quinn, bring her back to life. But she can't. And he, like, brings up his arrow to threaten her because he's, like, such a little punk in the scene. Like, what are you doing? You do it. Yeah. And you're like, dude, she's magical. She could kill you with a look. Like, Well, and she's <laughs> like, we all have limits. Like, we can't do that. Alice is gone. And then Penny's like, okay, I want my hands back. And she's like, that I can do. And his hands instantly start growing back and he starts screaming. <laughs> I'm like, he has those bandages on. I'm like, are they like growing inside the bandage? Like they started popping out. And I'm but like, we don't know because out. she puts him to sleep to stop the scream. <laughs> You're like, he'll be fine once his hands are all healed. He's yeah. Good. And she's like, I can't nap until I have done your wish. And he's like, well, I'd like to be happy. Can you do that? <laughs> and she says, there's nothing I can give you that will soothe your shade. There's that shade stuff again. Mm-hmm. Shade. What is that? She offers to take away his memories of Alice, very Vampire Diaries, mm-hmm. but he, more mature than Elena, says no. And she says, there's nothing else you desire? And he, exhibiting a little growth, even though being a fucking punk up till now, he says, everything I've ever wanted, I got. Magic is real, and it can fix anything except what I need. And yeah, Quentin is going to keep learning this lesson until it sticks because we learned this last season with his dad. We've learned it with different things. We learned it with fog. We've learned it with like he has seen that magic can't fix death. Mm-hmm. It can't. But he refuses to believe it. And he monologues that he always dreamed of being Martin Chatwin and staying in Fillory forever. And then he sighs and he says, send me home. And he zaps into New York City and he tosses his arrows in the trash and he walks away. Just another sad boy. Hmm. Mm. Poor Q. End of episode. End of episode. So like. It's a good episode. It is great. Um. The what's what's neat because in the books he does find the questing beast and mm-hmm. it's it's a white stag. It's I don't think it's a white the white lady they made it for the show, but so that you can talk more and they mm-hmm. wouldn't have to do a lot of they would do more practical effects, you know. Um, so then this is what happens in the in the um, in the book. I don't know. If, I don't think Penny's with him. It's just him. And I don't wants, think Penny's with him either. I think he asked for Alice to come back. She can't do it, mm-hmm. and. Then he's like, all right, send me home. And then I think that's the end of the first book, actually. Yeah, he's like, what is magic for? Yeah. He goes back and then he gets fogged to get him a, a nice swanky job. Oh, yeah. And he goes back to being a normie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that's when Margo, or not Margo, Ju- um, Janet. Janet, a.k.a. Margo, uh, Elliot and Julia all show up in their royal 
stuff because now Julia is one of the royalty and they show up and they're from they're in Fillory like we need your help and that's how it starts off book two um where we get Julia's backstory so um yeah the one thing that made me mad though was like why did you ditch the bow and arrow I mean look what you're wearing (laughs) I know it would just be cool to have a bow and arrow like just keep the bow and arrow it's a souvenir like it's it's cool um yeah, also, that would be the worst place to zap into because you don't have, like, a subway cart or anything. No. Like, He's just going to walk. Oh, I bet he would walk to Julia's apartment of history. Well, I mean, it's going to be someplace he's really familiar with because it wasn't his parents' house because his, parent, his parents are split up and his dad lives, like, in a mm-hmm. suburban type house. I mean, home would be, like, I guess and his where dad Julia's. Died, right? Because he stayed with Julia, didn't he? Didn't they live in the same apartment? So yes. was he with James? She so was, was with James. James in this apartment. I don't know. Anyway, I think he's walking to Julia's apartment. Yeah, I think that's where he was or where he last lived before break bills. So. Yeah. And if so, if I don't, I haven't watched the next episode yet because I'm like doing it in order. But uh, if so, it will be very fun if he walks in on Julia and Katie and whatever fucking heist magic they're doing next. <laughs> And he's just like, oh. <laughs> okay, this is what we're doing? All right. This is what the hedge witches do. All right. But yeah, we had a lot of um, some signs of growth this episode from everyone. Yeah, there was. And I like how, it, I swear, every episode moves so fast. Like, there's, there's so much so stuff. There's so much that happened. But it, like, it's so, it's so, like, well done. And the pace really- is good. The pace yeah. keeps moving. It moves and really fast. It doesn't feel like it skims anything, but at the same time, so much stuff. We happens. covered like so many locations and characters in this. In this episode. one episode, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were in like every location with every character for at least a bit. Yeah. Wild. It, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so, a great show. It's great. And I hope you guys will uh, join us next week. Um, what's the name of that episode? I didn't even look at that either. I'm so I bad about this look, now. <laughs> I didn't look because I'm trying not to... Uh, Get too clued in. Yeah. Because, I yeah, wanted to surprise me again. It's been since 2017 that I actually saw this show. So, I mean, it's not like... You know, yeah, I, I don't the... remember a lot of these smaller side quest things. No. But the next one's called Cheat Day. So, wow, I don't you know. know. Hmm. And I wonder if that's going to be somebody's going to say, "Okay, it's a cheat day," and you know, because I always say the episode title and the episode. Everybody but, cheats on Quentin again. <laughs> uh-huh, they're cheating. <laughs> yeah, that'll be kind of fun. <laughs> we'll see. Why don't you join us next week, everybody? Uh, at Spooky Orlean on Instagram, at the Rewatch Recap Instagram and Threads, and at Dustin underscore Holden, or at Dustin Can Repod at gmail dot com. Uh, hope you guys will. Uh, Stick around. Let's see you next episode. Bye. Bye.